Folks, we're going to begin our meeting tonight. We bid you welcome in the Savior's name. Very conscious. They sell it half at the weekend, so you want to remember, remember them especially. <clears throat> we're going to sing together 512. <clears throat> 512 this is one of my favorite hymns but it's to do with the lord's work give me the faith which can remove and sink the mountain to a plain give me the childlike praying love which longs to build thy house again thy love let it my heart or power and all my yearning soul devour <coughs> We're just waiting on uh, getting the hymn book from another part of the building, so we'll just be a wee moment or two. We are very glad <coughs> regarding Dasha and Masha. Um, for those that don't know, they were waiting on getting confirmation of their visas, and that came through this week, so that allows them to stay here in Northern Ireland for three years. So tonight we rejoice with you and it's a real answer to prayer and we thank God that he has answered prayer and anyone that was involved in the process helping somewhere here tonight, thank you for all that you did. <coughs> 16 days later I'm still spluttering with this cough but most of it is gone uh, thankfully and our, our pianist is back again to to give us the right note so that we can sing this tremendous hymn. We'll sing it with joy and with victory tonight. Give me the faith which can remove and sink the mountain to a plain.
I think everyone has heard the news that our brother Dr. Bill Woods has gone to be with the Lord. We've just very simply put on this picture, uh, a lovely picture of him with Christ. And it is the words of scripture. And the little bit that follows is with Christ, which is far better. We know that. And he's in the presence of the king. He has seen things that we haven't seen in a very real way. And we know that he's satisfied completely. But he will be missed by those who know him and that loved him the most. You've probably heard that our sister Glenna Strong also passed away. And our thoughts are with her family, with Ralph and the children and the wider family circle. So we'll bow together, seek the Lord in prayer tonight. Heavenly Father, we come to your house, this place that is known as the house of prayer. We come to seek thee at the beginning of this meeting in a very simple way to commit our way unto the Lord, to pray for help, wisdom, guidance, the power of God, the Holy Spirit indeed, to be granted to us, ministering in every heart and life here as we wait in the presence of God. The preacher needs help to lead the meeting, to say what's in his heart tonight, to read your word, pass on whatever comments need to be said. And Lord, we all need the Spirit of God to direct our way, to teach us the good things of the Lord. And so we pray for the one who is the comforter that the Lord Jesus Christ sent when when he ascended to glory, the Spirit of God came. He was always in the world because as God, he is omnipresent, he's everywhere. But he came in the fullness of divine power on the day of Pentecost when the disciples were gathered together in the place of prayer with one accord, waiting, waiting upon the Lord. And then suddenly, and we thank you, Lord, that suddenly God moves, just steps in to situations and he does with his spirit and in his reviving work. Suddenly, the spirit of God came and filled the hearts and lives of those men, brought them out into the streets of the city to preach Christ. And we think of the multitude that was saved. Lord, we are so dependent on the spirit of God in the Christian life for power principally to be a witness. We think the promise given in the New Testament in Acts chapter 1 verse 8 when the Lord at his ascension just before he left the disciples he said ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you and ye shall be witnesses unto me. And we know the Spirit of God has been given that we might have power to be a witness, to give a testimony to the saving grace of God, what he's done for us and what he can do for others. And so as we go out into the world, whether in our locality, in our homes, in the community, further afield, help us to represent the Lord well and to give a good witness before our fellow man that they may see Christ, that they might understand that he is the only redeemer and the one that can save them from sin and flee to him. And Father, we thank you. The Spirit has been given in so many other ways to help us in prayer. We'll need that help tonight to help us in every aspect of Christian living. We pray that the Spirit of God will be so evident here this evening, working among us that which is pleasing in the sight of God. I want to take a moment to 
Thank you for the life and the testimony of our brother, Bill Woods. Praise thee for the day that he was born into the world and the sovereign purposes of God and grew up as a young man, came to that place where he was converted to Christ and then burdened to go to the mission field. Knowing the call of God in his life, he went to Bible college, he trained, and then went to the land of Brazil. And we praise thee for all that the Lord enabled him to do what you did in and through him, for we know that it was off the Lord. You gave him help in evangelism and the preaching of the word. You gave him help as he befriended so many through uh, his medical expertise. You gave him help, Lord, to become that doctor in the first place. We want to acknowledge these things tonight and the great influence and impact that he has had on the land of Brazil especially, but upon our own lives too. And we think of those early days before he went to the mission field preaching around this area, in the Craigs Mission Hall and other places, and for souls that were saved, friendships that were established that have been there for, for years. And for some of his friends, they've gone on before too, and he's met them in glory, and he has been reunited with old acquaintances, and more than anything, he has seen the Lord who loved him, gave himself for him. And we pray that you will bless us tonight as we just speak about Bill, talk a little bit from our hearts about the man that we knew, and may we be blessed indeed. Remember the strong family in their sorrow. We pray that you'll comfort them, be with Ralph tonight, and the children particularly. We commit them into your hands. Remember our sister Nan Nixon as she continues to recover from surgery. We pray for Margaret Davison also that you will touch her and strengthen her and be with her. We remember Daniel Glenn as he makes his journey back from the Philippines tomorrow. Be with him in the journey and bring him home safely. And for all others that are in particular need tonight, Lord, you, you know their needs. Some are here. And Lord, they have challenges this week to face. We pray that thou will go with them, that they will hear that word of the Lord, that great promise in their hearts. Fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. And may they go forward in the confidence of that truth, that the Lord has redeemed them, saved them by grace, called them in grace as well, and made them his own. And therefore we know that he will look after them in the waters of affliction and the fiery trials, he'll be there to direct their way, to carry them through. May that be their experience. We thank you also for the, the visa application being successful for Dash and Masha. We pray to bless these young ladies in every way. Lord, you know their needs. You know their needs as they sojourn among us for a little time here in Northern Ireland. We pray that every need will be met. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. When we have our missionary meetings, particularly in January, this hymn is so often sung, 681. So send I you to labor unrewarded, <clears throat> to serve unpaid, unloved, unsought, unknown, to bear rebuke, to suffer scorn and scoffing. So send I you to toil for me alone. I never think of this hymn, but I think of our missionaries. I think of those who have gone to the field. I think tonight of those that are still to go. And I certainly think of our brother, 
Dr. Bill Woods uh, sent of God to the land of Brazil to do the work that he did. Let's think of the words as we sing them. There are six verses. There's five in the hymn book, but there's an extra one uh, that we have added to it that is in the original hymn. Let's stand to sing.
warm welcome to you tonight as you come again. And to those that are part of us tonight on the internet, whether it's Sermon Audio, Facebook, or YouTube, I remind our young people that the fellowship is tomorrow night at 8 o'clock. And our brother Greg uh, here tonight will be speaking on Guard Your Eye. So bring your friends, young people, to the Youth Fellowship tomorrow. Saturday morning is the uh, Hebron work team. Remember that, please, coming in from 8 o'clock. If you can't make it exactly at 8 o'clock, I'm sure that's fine. But from 8 o'clock, the work team will be here. Sabbath day begins with the prayer meeting, 8 o'clock. The Sunday school is at 10.30. And I will be speaking at the Bible class. I'm just going to talk to you because it's very much in our minds in these days, missionary work. Uh, Brother Mervyn is away in the United States of America and uh, he was due to be home on time but he's not going to make it and of course he was standing in for Phil who is also away so young people we look forward to being with you on Sunday morning worship service 12 noon we will speak on the eldership of the church we're asking the congregation in these days to be studying uh, 1st Timothy chapter 3 those opening verses that deals with the, the office of the elder and goes on to speak about the deacon as well. Sunday night is the remembrance service and wreath laying ceremony at seven o'clock. And just to remind our ladies, we need you to supply the sandwiches and the, the buns. We're asking you also if you are on social media, whether it's Facebook or WhatsApp, share the invitation, get it out to your friends and acquaintances. Then next Wednesday night, the 15th of November, the Hebron Ladies Fellowship will take place here. The soloist is Sarah Watterson and the testimony is Janice Davison. This also you can share and make it known to all your lady friends. The election of elders, we're keeping this before us because we need to be in prayer Monday the 20th of November at 8 o'clock. And remember to check the lists of communicants and those that are eligible to be voted for. And we need those really to be checked and, and uh, verified by, by Sunday morning because there will be a few people not able to get to the, um, the night when the voting will take place. So they will get a proxy vote, and that, that will start from Sunday night. So we need to know, please, from you. And anyone seeking membership, do see me as soon as possible. I'm going to sing one more hymn, 523. Um, when I come to the end of what I will say tonight, we'll be thinking about working for the Lord and working particularly for the night is coming. And this hymn is based on that text of Scripture. <coughs> Work for the night is coming, work through the morning hours, work while the dew is sparkling, work mid-springing flowers. You don't have to uh, go very far down the hymn before you see that the emphasis is on work. All right, God has called us to work, not to sit back, but as Bill Woods said, do something, do something. Let's think of the words, please.
Sean and Anne too because we heard news of a baby being born and Sandy and Naomi had a little girl this morning, Rosie, uh, get that name right, Rosie Elaine. So congratulations, pass our congratulations on to them and we trust that the blessing of the Lord will be upon them. Later on we, we have a, a request and um, I don't want to forget it because it's not on the announcements here on PowerPoint, but little Emily in Ukraine has suffered a burn on her hand that has not healed up very well. And I know that they would like the congregation here to pray for baby Emily, or she's a little infant, Emily now, that the Lord will be with her. Hebrews 11. Just mentioned Hebrews 11, and I think most of you, as God's people that are familiar with the scripture, will know immediately what this chapter contains, and it tells us all about the great heroes of the faith. These are the Bible heroes of Old Testament times, and if you go into our fellowship area, we have a gallery of photographs that we call heroes of the faith. And they come from church history, various ones in chronological order. And so we're going to read about the heroes of the faith and about faith itself. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith... We understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. By faith, and this is the recurring phrase all the way down the chapter, by faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead yet speaketh. By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death, and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. By faith Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house. By the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. By faith Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed, and he went out, not knowing whether he went. By faith he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker 
is God. Ending our reading at verse 10. As we've indicated what we have in the 11th chapter, and we've just read a little part of it, is a roll call of the great heroes of faith from Old Testament times. And 16 names, if you go down them, I think I've counted them right, 16 names are, are mentioned. 10 of them are mentioned with more commentary coming after their names and, and then the others are just mentioned almost incidentally, but they were men of faith nonetheless. And we have from Abel through to Samuel. Bill Woods was a man of faith. I believe he is a hero of the faith. If we were to um, add to the number out in the fellowship area, we would put Bill's, and that's a good idea for us to think about, we would put Bill's portrait there as well. Uh, the last one on our list is actually Amy Carmichael, also from Northern Ireland. And uh, I think Bill stands side by side, whether it's C.T. Studd or William Carey or David Livingstone or any of the other great missionaries of the past. He stands as a hero of the faith when we think of all that God was pleased to do in and through him. In this chapter, we learn that by faith the elders received a good report. And every Christian ought to live in a way whereby we receive a good report. And the only way that you can do that is to live the life of faith, a life that pleases God. And certainly Bill Woods did all that. We're told also that without faith, it is impossible to please God. If you walk in this life and you're constantly filled with doubt, you're not pleasing the Lord. The Lord wants you to have a deep, seated faith in him. He wants you to believe, first of all, that he exists. They that come to God must believe that he is. And then that he is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And that's, that's the next little part of the text that is worthwhile mentioning when we think of our brother Bill Woods and the rewards that he received, not just from uh, society and the world and the government and, and from our own Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II, but when we think of the rewards that he received from the Lord, uh, we know that he did that because of the life of faith. When you come to the, the final character that I read about tonight, Abraham, we are told that he went out not knowing whether he went. And that is so true when Abraham left his native land, Ur of the Chaldees, and he journeyed to the place where God was directing his way into the land of Canaan. He didn't know where he was going, but he was confident in the one who was leading the way and uh, that is so for Bill Woods when he went to be a missionary and the boat left Northern Ireland. <clears throat> the crowd standing at the quayside and waving goodbye and singing the hymns as was the custom in those days when missionaries were sent off. And he went to Liverpool and then began the rest of the journey out into the land of Brazil. It took six weeks to get there. You can get there in a day now, but it took six weeks just to get to Brazil. And then it took another six weeks to get on up uh, to the destination where our brother Bill was heading towards. But he didn't know where he was going. Yes, he heard reports. Missionaries had 
been there. They had brought back reports, but he didn't know where he was going, but he knew that God was directing his way. We can certainly say through his life he looked for a city, and that's where we finished our reading here tonight in verse 10. A city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. And every Christian ought to have their hope set on heaven. And we know that when it came to the end of the journey, certainly Bill wanted to go there. In fact, the last little while, and we do appreciate Greg and the visits that he had and how you got to know the Lord's servant as the assistant down there in Martyrs. Uh, but he was looking for home. He was looking for the same thing as Abraham had his sights upon, the city of God, a city that God has built for his people. Now, it is said of Abraham or Abel, and we read it here tonight, he being dead, yet speaketh. And whenever people die, when they leave this life, their influence lives on. And if you have been a great influence in this life, especially as a Christian and for God, that influence will live on and that influence will speak. And when Abel was dead, his life and his death, the death of the martyr, the shedding of the blood, wonderful type of Christ, that lived on. And he still spoke, not in the physical way that he did when he was here upon the earth, but what he left behind, his legacy, still spoke. And I know that this is so for great men of God, and not least the Lord's servant, Dr. Bill Woods. We think of Bill Woods and his call, his call to missionary service. I think everyone in Balamoni is familiar with that, and I never got tired sharing that when I had the opportunity to go to places, not just here in Northern Ireland, but further afield. We, we love to tell them about the boy from Belfast, the boy that grew up, as Bill testified, with no education, rarely passing an exam, getting 7% in his chemistry uh, exam. And uh, when he was at school, your member's teacher said, Woods, you'll never be anything, in a kind of derogatory way. You can't say that in school now. Or you can't tell children that, uh, even though you might think it. But uh, they certainly thought that of Bill. And when he told his father that he was going to the mission field, his own father said, Bill, you'll be lucky to get to the potato field. So the rest is history. How he was called of God, the influences in his life. Think of Jesse Munn, Dr. Paisley, others, and going then to train in Glasgow at the WEC Bible College. And then two years before I was born, in 1960. Can I just say something to clarify something, please? I said on Sunday morning I was 62. I'm only 61. I, I just, you know, with this cold, I felt a lot older. Uh, but just to clarify that, I didn't realize I said, I'm, my wife didn't even pick it up either, but there were a few. There were a few people in the church listening, and they were able to say that. But anyhow, uh, Bill went in 1960. And after a number of years, he was confronted with all the sickness and disease and death, particularly leprosy. The young man that had the snake bite 
that was carried to him. Bill says, I'm a missionary. I'll pray for you. He said, I don't want you to pray for me. I want you to do something. And two days later, he was carried in a stretcher to his grave. And then just outside the town, the, the little cross, a little wooden cross marked the place where he was buried. And Bill said, every time I passed that, it was crying out to me, do something, do something. And he did something. And he went to the city of Manas and he applied for medicine. Did the entry examinations, failed. There was a recall of students. He got in, trained to be a doctor. And we know the accomplishments under God that Dr. Bill Woods uh, became known for. Dr. Bill Woods and his call to missionary service. I was thinking about Bill Woods and his humility. He got tremendous recognition, as we'll say later on, from governments, from the Queen, from missionary societies, uh, from universities. But Bill, Bill never liked the publicity, never liked even going to receive those awards that were bestowed upon him. He, he lived a life of humility, the life of the one that Jesus spoke about. Take the lower seat, and then if somebody says, come up to the higher seat, well, then you can do so. I thought of Bill Woods and his greatness because he did become a famous doctor. Not just an ordinary doctor, but a very famous doctor. And he spearheaded the leprosy program in the state of Acre, which had the highest cases of leprosy, 98% prevalence. And through Bill and the team that he gathered around him, that was reduced to just 2%. Marvellous. <coughs> if you're on the, the WhatsApp group, I think I sent it out, uh, the Brazilian president the day that Bill died tweeted his recognition of what God had done through this man that had come to his, to his land. So he was a famous doctor. He was a famous missionary, a hero of the faith. But most importantly, he was great in the eyes of the Lord. And the Lord blessed him. <clears throat> I think of Bill Woods and his life of sacrifice. Because he, he did live to give. To give to the Lord everything that he was. The CET stud statement comes to my mind. If Jesus Christ be God and died for me, then no sacrifice can be too great for me to make for him. And Bill, Bill gave his time. We know that. He, he gave his talents. He gave us treasures uh, to the Lord. And we, we know that even, even most recently because he was here with us in January at the missionary weekend at the beginning of the year. And when we came to divide up the, the money that came in, the offerings and the gifts that came in, there was a, a proportion that was set aside that Bill Woods could use. Bill would never take anything for himself, but... If you knew Bill, he, he supported missionaries and pastors, the building of churches in the land of Brazil, and every other cause that he felt was worthwhile to support. And he gave nearly everything that he had away to such causes. And when that money was, was made known to Bill, <clears throat> Bill got before the Lord and he prayed, and he, he made decisions before God. There's going to be a certain amount going to this pastor, this pastor, to help this church uh, with their building 
uh, and so forth. That's how Bill Woods lived, a life of sacrifice. When we went to Brazil for the very first time, uh, I, I knew that Bill had a lot of running about. There was expense involved, no doubt, uh, on Bill's part for, to receive us. But I can remember leaving him a gift. It wasn't much, maybe a hundred pounds or so. And when I came home a few weeks later, I, I got a letter from a little girl in Brazil. Thank you, Pastor David, for buying me my school bag and my pencils. And, you know, where did that come from? It was the money we left. He didn't, he, he gave it away. And then he said, you know, Pastor David bought you this. And I, I got a lovely letter. And then I thought of Bill and his mother text. Does anybody know what Bill Woods' mother text was? Other than my wife. I'm not sure if Joshua knows, but my wife certainly will know. Anybody know? He had a mother text. Him that knoweth. Him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not to him and his sin. James chapter 4 and verse 17. And, you know, that, that made a great impression upon me when you know to do good whatever that good that is and you don't do it it's sin you sin against the Lord when you don't measure up to doing that good that you know that's in your heart and so tonight what I want to do is really my reflections of and personal tribute to Dr. Bill Woods and I can best do this by showing you some of the photographs and I'm going to begin with a little video. Some of you have seen it, all right? And I'm going to finish with a little video. And then in between, we have the pictures that I want to share. But this, this is something that we shared. It really is bringing you to the patients of Bill Woods, the leprosy patients particularly, and then some other patients who suffered with diseases like uh, George Lobus disease. And Bill was the man that helped them all. And if, if you see this uh, on social media, remember, it comes from here, all right? Not that we're looking credit for it, but we did take every picture. We took every video when we went to Brazil. And we give God the glory, but it comes really from Balamone and uh, the fact that your minister and others went out and we took these shots. So we'll show you this and just rejoice in it. As they welcome 
Jesus Write on my heart every word Tell me the story most precious Sweetest that ever was bits over and done with, you know, before he would come home. I'm sure Helen and other nurses and that, they've, they've plenty of experience. 
I just want to begin by, by saying, as I think you know, that Bill Woods was our um, family missionary, our hero of the faith. <coughs> and this is 15 years ago, the wee boy at the front is getting married soon, so things have changed a lot. But for us as a family, we love Bill very, very dearly. This was more recent. <coughs> one taken down at the, the martyrs at, at one of the special events. But we said that, that Bill received the OBE from the Queen. And that was a, an honour that he received. And we rejoiced with him. He also received a number of honours from the government of Brazil. And also <coughs> bestowed upon him uh, were honorary doctorates at various uh, specialized universities who recognized the tremendous work that he did. This is probably the best photograph ever taken of Dr. Bill Woods, in my opinion, anyhow. And uh, our sister Anna's here tonight. But I think, I think most of you know this was taken by the late John Curry, one of our elders. And it just looks like the Amazon behind him, you know. Um, you can ask me afterwards where it was taken, but uh, it just looks like the Amazon. But I was there on that occasion, and David Brown was our assistant at the time, so he came with us that day. We were going to get a photograph for the, the video that we were making for Bill of his life and missionary endeavor. <coughs> he was no stranger to our missionary weekend, and often he would come in the month of January to be with us, a regular visit. And sometimes he would even just, he would just turn up. He would come and visit us. And there was one, I don't know whether this was it or not. This, this is back in the 19th of December, uh, 13 years ago, but he got the train from Bangor up to Balamani without anybody knowing that he was coming. It was a Sunday morning and he was walking up through the town and uh, I think the ladies here that maybe saw him walking up through the town and came and said to my wife, Bill, Bill Woods is, is walking. He might, maybe even give him a lift and brought him here. And Bill just came to visit uh, the congregation at Hebron. Back in January 2011, we, we recognized those 50 years. So we said he went out in 1960. And so that when you bring it to 2010, he was 50 years serving the Lord in Brazil. And at the missionary weekend, the missionary council, and these were the officers of the council back in that time, uh, presented him with a special trophy. Just to say, Bill, thank you for all that you've done for the Lord in these 50 years. And he attended the missionary dinner. Dr. Kearns was there, Dr. Barnes was there um, that particular year. This was a more recent photograph, um, I think taken in his flat in Bangor. And uh, you, you may recognize the others that are in the photograph, but this is Fred R. Jr., his mother, and I think his daughter. So they were, they were visiting Northern Ireland. They would come up and visit us here and Bala money, but they went to see Bill, and we were there at the time. I had the privilege of going on three occasions to uh, visit the land of Brazil. The first was 20 years ago, in the year 2003, 
And because it was the first time, Bill was very anxious that we, we saw among the work, the missionary work and what he was doing for the Lord, that we saw a little bit of Brazil. So on our way out, we, we took in this. Does anybody know what you call these falls? Do you know that they are the, the biggest falls in the world? Huh? No. 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 Niagara, Niagara is a third of the size of these falls. There was a, a wife of a British, of a British, or not a British, an, um, an American president, I think it was Roosevelt, who said that these falls made Niagara look like a wash basin. All right, so did somebody say it? No, the Iguazu, Iguazu Falls. And they're there in Brazil and Argentina. In fact, most of the falls are in Argentina. And when we visited the trip that we did, we went into Argentina to do that trip. And then at the end, on our way home, because we were traveling back through the city of Rio de Janeiro, he was very anxious that we visited the city. It's not a very safe city, but there are some spectacular sites. And this is the statue de Cristo, the statue of Christ. We don't go in for statues, but it's a very famous statue in Rio de Janeiro. Um, it is 30 meters high. That's almost 100 feet. And it is a landmark. People go to visit it and the towers uh, over everything, as you can imagine. And just in the distance there, you see the other landmark, which is Sugarloaf Mountain. Uh, so this... This was something that we took in. Bill said, visit these places when you come to Brazil. But the main thing was to see the work. And the first place that we went to was the city of Manas. The city of Manas is right in the middle of a jungle. All right, you, you can't really get in and out of it except by plane. You can probably go by boat, but it's going to take you an awful long time. So it's right in the middle of the jungle. And this is where Fred Orr, this is where we met Fred Orr. Um, we spent a lot of precious time with him. We recorded his testimony, some of you have seen that, and it was through Bill that we were introduced to Fred. Uh, the Reverend Gray came with us. We brought nine in that group at the time, and also my son David, he's changed a lot. Uh, he was beardless then and a lot thinner. Um, and this is where we came to the, the church that Fred Orr had built. Same name as our own, okay, we are Hebron, uh, when it tr translates into Portuguese, it takes an M at the end, okay, so it's Hebron, but it is the same name, and we had the privilege of preaching there at their Easter services. Then we visited the, the leprosy colony, where, where men from the past who had been greatly affected by leprosy before they, they received cures, if you get leprosy in the early stages, you will, know, you will not know that you've had it. All right, uh, but these, these men had it and it caused terrible deformity. You saw this man on the video. Uh, he's no legs. He has just little stumps of, of hands. He's blind. He cannot see. His face is disfigured. But my, he loved the Lord. And uh, Bill was anxious to introduce us to him. He might have been called Alberto. I can't remember, but... He, he sang to us. He was a beautiful singer. And he also recited the scripture. Bill says 
he can recite the 119th Psalm. But we'll not ask you to do that today. Do something shorter, uh, which, which he did. And then we visited uh, the home of this lady who was suffering greatly. These people just loved Bill Woods. Uh, he was a great doctor and a great friend and a great missionary to them. Uh, always doing river trips. So we, we did river trips on our, our first time there. Every time we went, we did river trips. Uh, this was a different kind of a boat. And we went uh, up one of the tributaries of the Amazon. And if my memory is right, we, we visited this family. There were some patients here, but the story is, and a lot of people don't know the stories of Bill Woods because he didn't always express them, but there was an accident at this home and they, they lost their home. Their home burnt to the ground. But Bill, being Bill, stepped in and he built them a new house made out of wood, obviously. Always anxious that the scriptures and the gospel would be shared. And before leaving anywhere, giving out gospel literature and copies of the Gospel of John. And even um, going around the, the various homes, we, we came across this lady. He said she has the most photographed leg in Brazil. And it was quite, quite famous because she had the disease that I talked about, uh, George Lobus. It's a strange thing that if you discover a disease, very likely that disease will be ca called after you. All right, so... Uh, George Lobos was the man who discovered this. And Bill Woods was the man who discovered the cure for it. Initially, and he did a lot of this, and we were there when he did it, you, you burn off the lumps, and they could be on your ears, or your, your, your lips, your nose, anywhere in the body, and they're, they're burned off. But they always grew back again. And he discovered that with the, the receiving of three different kinds of medicine, it actually cured the disease and the lumps didn't grow back. We also had the privilege of going into a number of surgeries, getting gowned up and seeing some of the work firsthand that Bill did. And that's, that's me. Just I was usually behind the camera, but just proof that I was there. That's me in the lighter blue in the background. On that occasion, Dr. Lindsay Wilson came with us and he was able on one of the times in, in the clinic to, to assist Bill in what he was doing. My second visit was in the year 2011, and that is when my wife was able to travel, and this, this other lady, Anne Davison, a good friend, was able to come with us. You'll recognize Bill in the middle. Most of you will know Lucy Marr, uh, who is a Brazilian, but living in Northern Ireland at the moment with her husband, Tom, and uh, Lucy has done a tremendous work in the land of Brazil. And I'm just lobby to join the missionary team for a number of days. This is now going back uh, to the city of Manas. Fred R. Jr. on the left-hand side, his sister Florence, and then the three members from Northern Ireland had the privilege of preaching in Manas on that occasion again, and then just meeting some of the pastors and leaders of, of the church. It's always a joy to go out and visit the, the children's work and these were outreach Sunday schools that we visited and had the opportunity to share the gospel. Another thing was the distribution of thousands of gospel tracts and so we, we joined Tom and Lucy Marr and went out to the bus station where there was a flow of traffic, people, hundreds of people passing through continuously, some of them even from the, the buses 
from the windows shouting, give us literature, can we have it as well? And so we were able to, to give it out and then just go back to Tom and Lucy Mars home and, and relax after a day uh, giving out gospel tracts. And Bill was able to just relax as well. As you can see, the school's ministry was always a blessing. Uh, going into the schools, Lucy Marr was, was reaching 2,000 children in the various schools with the gospel. Tremendous freedom in the presentation of the gospel. And the children were just lovely kids like you would have uh, anywhere in the world and the opportunity to speak to them about the things of God. We also went to the military police academy and to all these young men. Again, Gospel of John and uh, Gospel tracts were distributed to them. And it was just a joy having the opportunity once more to present Christ. Obviously, Bill had a team around him and he was always delighted to introduce us to members of the, the medical staff. And these were a couple of the ladies that worked with him and uh, going into surgeries again. And Anne had the privilege, Anne's a midwife, and she had the privilege of gowning up and going in to the maternity labor ward and seeing some of the babies being born. And uh, this, is, this is Dr. Park, Dr. Susan Park. Uh, she, she got gowned up for the day. And this is Ingrid, she, she was doing a year um, elective from, she came from the United States of America, but came to work alongside Bill in those days. So again, going into the clinics, seeing the patients that he worked with, uh, children, adults, and this is a copy of the scriptures he asked me to give to this man. And that's the lady that we had visited in the first visit uh, that had all the, the surgery done on her leg. And you've seen this lady and the garments that she made. This man was just sitting, reading the word of God, loved the Lord. And this lady here, you can see she's got an artificial leg, but again, one of Bill's patients. We always did the river, went up the river to visit uh, various patients. And then we, we um, were in Senna, and we were going out to a remote area. It was a 40-minute drive, and Bill announced to us uh, this your, your, your limousine is waiting, okay? I thought, wow, he's or, or organized a limousine for us uh, to, to go to the next destination. But it was an open back lorry with planks of wood on, on the back of it. And it was okay on the smooth roads, but when you get onto these dirt tracks, it was a different story altogether. Always again, the Sabbath day, Bill brought me to various churches to, to share the word of God and to preach the gospel to the people. The third visit was in 2004, and that's when Jonathan uh, Macaulay, one of her elders, came with us. And again, we started in Hebron and uh, went out to the Sunday school work. And then we eventually went down to Rio Branco and again joined Lucy Marr in the school's ministry. And Jonathan had the opportunity of, of talking to hundreds of children that day and sharing with them the message of Christ. A river trip, we should be able to just hear and see, the, get, get the feeling of what it is to be on the river in one of these little narrow boats. You don't want to fall into the river. Uh, Bill said there's a lot of company in there that you don't want. And then a little surgery in, on a man's ear. Uh, he's burning away these, these lumps, you know, the disease. 
that these people have. Just let me mention that in the year 2009, we also went to, to Kenya, and Bill came with us for the opening of the, the school there. And it was a traditional thing to plant trees. This is one I planted, and I don't think it lasted a week. The cows came and ate it. So, but it was, it was still a nice experience, planting the tree and watering it and hoping it would grow. Bill, again, speaking to the students at the academy. Dr. Frank McClelland was there on that occasion as well. So we had lovely times of fellowship with Bill, even in a different setting. And that's the two of us standing at Lake Victoria, um, the second largest freshwater lake in the world. And it borders in some African countries, including Kenya and Uganda. Same day, we're wearing the same clothes. I think we did change our clothes, but that was, that was the same day. And we're standing at the equator, and that's the group that went on that occasion. We appreciated Bill Woods, and we still do appreciate all that he did. And he was a true friend. And he came whenever the church here very, very kindly recognized the fact that I had been 30 years in the work of the Lord since my ordination. Um, Bill came and was part of that and, and spoke that day with, with others. And when he couldn't come uh, to the 25th anniversary when I was 25 years here in Hebron in the year uh, 2021, uh, Josh Moffat went to his home and recorded a little video message that was played on that occasion. We loved the man very, very dearly, and he visited her home, stayed in her home, and would have come when he was here in Northern Ireland on Christmas Day, and just enjoyed a Christmas dinner on the 25th of December with us. There was a video that was made, and we want to just continue this next week just to show that video. Some of you, I know, have seen it, but it's worth seeing again. And it summarizes the work of Bill Woods. He came uh, down to Balamoney. He had asked me to be involved in this. And we, we sat here in the church in the study, going through all his photographs and his video footage. He had it mostly worked out. We went up into the media center and recorded the voiceover, uh, his narration. We brought Dr. Alan Kearns up into another room, and he, he did the introduction part. And then that was all brought together and printed and uh, sent out particularly to his supporters because Bill wanted to say thank you. Though he didn't want recognition, he wanted to say thank you for supporting me, for standing with me in the gospel. It was on Monday we had a, a, a reason to go to Belfast. And uh, just last Monday, uh, it's to do actually with Josh's wedding. Uh, I was the only one that hadn't got measured up for a suit and I was being, you know, encouraged, get it done. So we decided Monday morning we'd go and do that. But while there, we came out of the shop and we heard that he was seriously ill and we went over to the Ulster Hospital. Uh, just the same, we had some communication and it wasn't long really after that before Bill went to be with the Lord. And I, I think I've shared with you already the, the last text message that I sent to him um, was last Friday and I said just sitting thinking about your brother how are you improving isn't it good to know that our Savior our Lord and Savior thinks upon us infinitely compassionately mercifully and continuously and I put in the Psalm 40 verse 17 
I am poor and needy, yet the Lord thinketh upon me. But the last wee verse, or part of a verse that I shared with him on Monday, uh, was, I go to prepare a place for you. And I was walking into the hospital, and I was just sort of saying, my heart, Lord, what, what can I say to Bill? He's very ill. For all we know, he's at the gates of death. Is there something that I can say? And I was walking and reading on my phone daily light that morning. And this little phrase just jumped out uh, to me anyhow. And uh, I just shared it with him. They put the hearing aid in, one of the nurses did. And I was able to, just to assure Bill, Bill, we love you. Uh, we appreciate the time we've had together here in Northern Ireland and over in Brazil. Took this photograph when we were traveling in the rivers uh, of the Amazon tributaries and it's a beautiful sun night, sunset night as we were, were making the journey back home and I was thinking about how the night cometh and the words of Christ in John chapter 9 and verse 4 I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day and the night cometh when no man can work and the work of Bill Woods is over now he being dead yet speaketh and that legacy will live on but his actual work is over and your work is going to be over. My work's going to be over someday. We, we may not live as long as Bill Woods. We don't know. But the night's coming. It might even be a night of sickness and, and frailty where we're not able to do what we could do now. But the night's coming. And the work will be done. How important it is, therefore, to have this, this sentiment, this feeling of Christ. This is how the Lord felt. I must work. I must work the works of him that sent me. May the Lord help us to do that. And just as I finish, and I've got one little other video to show you, but just as I finish the slides, <clears throat> got a text today from our sister Anne, and she said, this time, 12 years ago, in the month of November, just about this time, I preached on this text in the land of Brazil. And I, I gave the challenge. And I looked up the swelling of Jordan. And I got this photograph of the Jordan River in a time of great swell. And it just reminds us that the Lord is still asking, how will thou do in the swelling of Jordan? When you come to die, when you come to cross the river, how will you do? And for every believer, you'll do well. And for Bill Woods, he has done well. For the Lord was there. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. And that was his confidence, as is the confidence of every child of God. These are just some highlights of our visit in November 2011. <coughs> and with this, we'll finish. Bamboo.
sensation in her arm where she's able to see what's cold and what's hot. She's going to have to hide her face so that she can't see and she doesn't. She's not able to distinguish.
to the end. Can we sing one verse of Is Your Life a Channel of Blessing? Or Bill Woods' life was a channel of blessing to other people. Is the love of God flowing through you? Are you telling the loss of the Savior? Are you ready as service to do? things are very much in our mind <coughs> as we pray for Israel, as we pray for Ukraine, as we remember these matters before God, our sister Nan, as she recovers, there's a family in Korean, a Christian fam family, <coughs> and their young son has taken his life, and prayer will be requested for that family. As you be Daniel Glenn as he begins his journey home tomorrow. The wreath laying ceremony, let's remember it. Remembrance service Sunday night. The election of elders, Kilmoy School tomorrow. And Youth Fellowship tomorrow night. <coughs> and all the others, including the youth ministry. This is the night we pray for our young people. So we say good night to those online. And we trust that you've been blessed as a result of being part of our midweek. <coughs>